Blog Talk Radio. Welcome, everybody. This is TCRS, the Coach Road Show. Thanks a lot to everybody that listened in to Seminole Softball Monday yesterday with FSU head coach Lonnie Alameda. Don't forget, every Monday between now and the end of the re- and the end of the season, whenever that is for FSU, we will have Coach Alameda here on TCRS Live. Mondays at 1 p.m. Eastern Time. On today's show, it's all about Idaho State University and the Bengals softball program. We'll be right back after this here on CCRS, powered by Swivel Vision Training Goggles and Softball Spirit Magazine. Like I tell parents, I can't promise you that we're going to win a national championship or your kid's going to win one. Um, But the only thing I can really promise them is how I treat their daughter. And I always say that I want to treat their daughter like they're my own. And um, to me, that's a big part of my job as a head coach uh, in softball is that, you know, I've got to prepare them for life after softball. Beth Tarina, welcome to the show. Thanks so much for having me. I appreciate it. Thanks, Coach Mike Lucie. Coach, welcome to the show. It's always good to have a celebrity in town. Welcome to Lafayette. Welcome to Katie Dutcher. Glad to hear. I love Mike Singletary, a former Bears. His quote says, I want the best seven seconds out of my opponent. I want you at your best. And then after that seven seconds, I will grab your hand and lift you up so I can have your best seven seconds again. If you drink a Yoo-Hoo and you don't like it, I will give you your money back. And now it's time for your host, Jared Rogel. And welcome into the show today, guys. Again, TCRS is powered by Swivel Vision Training Goggles. Check them out, www.swivelvision.com. And check out the newest softball magazine on the market. It is aimed specifically towards the future-gen players. And you can check out Softball Spirit Magazine at softballspirit.us. Joining me right now on the phone, returning to TCRS, the head coach of the Idaho State University Bengals softball program, head coach Julie Wright. Coach, welcome back. Hey, thanks so much. Appreciate it. So, Coach, I want to start off with this. You know, it's it's not too often in softball where you see a where you see a student athlete spend the entire fall away from the team because they're in another sport and come in. Uh, you know, right after right after winter break, you have one of those this season, and it is a very good athlete who basically led the big sky um, in soccer and Amanda Ellsworth. Just kind of talk about from a coaching perspective and, and coaching how you deal with that and, you know, how you approach your team with that, knowing that this is a great athlete that you're getting to start the season, but yet she hasn't been there all through the fall. You know, the really cool thing about Idaho State is that the athletes are very close. So my team already, they were really good friends with Amanda, and um, so her joining us late was really no big deal. Um, They were actually very excited about it. And the thing about her is she's a senior. Um, She was an incredible soccer player. So she brings over that sort of champion mindset and leadership, Um, and, you know, it's pretty natural to her. So she speaks up and – you know, people listen to her, and, you know, it's just been about – I think she played softball her freshman year in high school, so it's just been about reintroducing the game to her. Um, but she still has that aggressiveness and, you know, that sort of competitive spirit that really it's what you need on the bases, you know, and, and that's what we use her for is to go out there and, and score runs. I told her I need you to score runs. When I put you out there, I need you to score. And, you know, that appeals to her competitive nature. And, you know, she's doing very well. She's learning on the fly, and, you know, she's getting a ton of information daily. So, you know, I've been, it's been pretty fun to have her around and, and watch what she's doing. 
And I think I think that is the key, you know, like you just mentioned, Coach, is, is the fact that every athlete up there is pretty close. And, you know, the locker room aspect of, of bringing somebody in that hasn't been there, that's really got to be a big help up there with that. Absolutely. Yeah, it's been really great. And, you know, now we have the, the soccer team, of course, they're very supportive of us and we're very supportive of them. But, they're, I mean, it's even twofold for them now. They're going to be cheering for a former teammate as well as their fellow athletes. So it, it's going to be a really cool situation. So, Coach, let's talk about your team overall here before we get into breaking down the upcoming Jayhawk Invitational. You know, you guys have you slated a very strong opening tournament season here with games against UCLA, uh, Louisiana Lafayette, um, you know, Long Beach State, who I was very impressed with some of their players this past week when I had the chance to see them out at the Judy Garman Classic. Just kind of talk about the beginning of the season and really just the overall state of your team at this point. You know, we um, I felt as if this year we really needed to challenge ourselves at the highest level early. Um, and to get us ready for Big Sky play and to get us ready, it's really difficult. Like, we've been Big Sky champions back-to-back years, but we haven't won the tournament. And in our conference, you got to win the tournament to go to regionals. And I felt like maybe one of our missing pieces might have been we're not playing tough enough early. So, you know, that was the big focus. And I talked to the team about we're not about wins and losses right now. We're about competing every pitch in every moment. And, you know, I feel like we've done that fairly well. I feel like there's been probably five games, to be honest with you, maybe six, that we had and didn't finish. And I think that's the difference between, you know, champions and people that just play well at times. You know, I, I think that's the huge difference is champions finish and people who play well will lose some games that they shouldn't. And, you know, I think that's something we're learning and trying to figure out and, and be head-to-head with a great team and finish and be okay with finishing and not being afraid to get after it and, and play to win. So I think we're learning that quickly, and I've been really pleased with the schedule and what it's doing for us so far. Uh, Coach, I talked a little bit to uh, Lonnie Alameda about this yesterday, and, you know, you and I talked a little bit about it before we came on the air. And a team that's peaking at this point is in some serious trouble long-term for the rest of the season. Your team isn't peaking at this point. What were your expectations coming into the season, and what is your feeling right now as far as those expectations that you had coming in? Well, I knew we were going to hit. So that was an expectation. I knew we were going to play great defense because we're older in some spots that you need to play great defense in. What I was uncertain about was our pitching staff. And as you know, Jared, we've got Jessica Moore here as my pitching coach. And, you know, she's done a tremendous job. Yes, absolutely. She's done a (laughs) tremendous job with this young staff and really getting them to compete. I mean, you're looking at – we were in every game against UOL pretty early. um, And we had chances to win and just couldn't pull it off. And, you know, our pitchers are the ones who kept us there. Uh, So, you know, that's probably been my biggest surprise, but yet not really because I know Jessica and I believe in what Jessica's doing. But it's been nice to see how quickly our pitchers have come around. One of those those younger players that you have in coach, you have a a very young team. Talk a little bit about Ashlyn Ames. (laughs) Yeah, Ashlyn's a a kid out of Vegas, super competitive kid, edgy. I love it. I love edginess in the mound. And, uh, you know, she wants the ball, and she – that's just it. She wants the ball. She could swing it, um, and, you know, she's just, you know, that kid that you're, she's going to compete for you. She's going to pound the strike zone, and, you know, she's going to win ball games based on that and that alone. And she's come oh, so far 
under the tutelage of Jessica Moore. I, I've been really impressed with how far she's come as a freshman. Oh, Coach, when you look at, you know, some of the bigger players, some of the upperclassmen on your squad, especially when you're looking at a player like Vicky, what has, has her evolution been like from last season to this season? Well, the, you know, even to go before that, people talk about Vicky, and Vicky wasn't who everybody knows Vicky to be as a freshman. You know, Vicky has worked her tail off to become this really incredible and complete player. And so from last year to this year, you know, she's come out with a little different mindset. You know, her sophomore year was her breakout year, and she made the top 50 going into her junior year. And I think that was some pressure she wasn't ready to deal with. Um, but she has figured that out, and uh, she is completely okay with her role on this team. And her role on this team is pretty large. And she understands how to win a ball game. When she needs to go and win a ball game for us, she's okay with that. And it's not pressure to her anymore. It is her job. And that's a great way for one of, you know, some of your better players. For a lot of teams out there, when your better players are looking at winning ball games for you as their job, that's what they're supposed to do. It's okay. It's not pressure. That, that's when you know you've got a kid going right. So, I, you know, Vicky is phenomenal. She prepares in a phenomenal way. She's a, a great human being and a, and a great student athlete. And, you know, I'm just kind of lucky, and all, you know, just hanging on for the ride. She's, she's really putting on a show so far this year. So, Coach, last week um, Burnett ends up getting, I believe, co-defensive player um, of the week for the conference. Talk about, talk about the week that she had. Uh, I'm sorry, uh, Big Sky Player of the Week. Um, yeah. Co-player of the week there overall, an 8.33 uh, batting average went 10 for 12, um, seven for seven in stolen bases. Just talk about the overall dynamic that she provi- that she provides for this Bengals ball club. You know she's ridiculous. She, she's ridiculous, <laughs> and she's so she's so humble about how ridiculous she is. It makes us laugh on a daily basis. You know, um, she she will roll a ball to the pitcher and she'll beat it out. We watched her do it this weekend. Um, there, no one's just seems to be quite ready for how fast she truly is. And, you know, she, she's our catalyst. She's, she's there at the top of the lineup and, uh, she knows her job is to get on. And then our two hitter, Caitlin Marquez, she knows her job is to move her over after she steals a bag to third. And then Casey and Vicky look at each other and they know their jobs to put a run on the board, period. And, you know, Casey, Casey's just one of those kids that, she does. When she got here, she had no idea how good she was going to be. No idea. I mean, the kid's hitting 500. She's ridiculous right now, and you know, I'm just really proud of her and her work ethic. And she's a really humble player, and she just goes out and thinks, well, this is my job. This is what coaches told me I'm supposed to do, so this is what I do. Period. And so it's it's really fun. She's a fun young lady to coach. <laughs> well, coach, let's get into it. Coming up this weekend, I will be up there. I'm really looking forward to seeing your your ball club in action in person at the Jayhawk Invitational in Lawrence, Kansas. Uh, brand new facility. You guys have uh, Nebraska, Omaha, Kansas City, uh, University of Kansas, and then St. Louis. Obviously, it takes a lot more than a great coaching staff. Um, you know, to to win ball games, St. Louis has a great coaching staff. We'll see how they can do up there. But let's, I want to talk specifically about one game, that game against the University of Kansas. It's going to be a big one for you all. You know, like we said before, you've had some good quality wins. I think, you know, a, a lot of the games that you've already played prepare you very well for that Kansas game, especially the Wisconsin, the DePaul, and the, and the you know, the UL and then UCLA games. How do you get around an offense 
that is going to be led by one of the most under-the-radar players in Shannon Nadine? Well, you don't. And I, I tell my team this, whenever we face a really great hitting team, you need to get comfortable with people being on base. Your job as pitchers in that, with that sort of offense that you're facing is to create mishits. You know, that's something that Jessica preaches all the time. That's all we're trying to do is let the hitter get themselves out. And you're gonna ha- people are going to get you, and it's going to be okay. And you just need to, in big moments, play bigger and, and execute your pitches and be, o- be comfortable with the, you know, get comfortable with the uncomfortable because they're going to get you, and it's going to be okay. And, you know, I'll talk to my offense about we need to situationally hit. We need to, when we have, we're not leaving kids on base. We're going to clean things up. Um, those are things you've got to do. You've got to come out and play close to perfect softball in order to, to stay in a game with a team like the University of Kansas. And, and that's okay. That's okay to demand from your team once in a while. That's okay for them to understand, okay, we've got to get it done today. Like, that's an okay mindset to have. And, you know, my team's very geared up for this weekend. Michaela Taylor, who is from, you know, that area, you know, this is the whole reason we're going back is for her and her friends and family to see her. And I, she's a Jayhawk fan. She's been a Jayhawk fan her whole life. You know, I coached there 12 years ago. So it's, it's going to be fun for both her and I and a great experience for our team and our program and our parents. And, you know, we're just excited to be there, and we're going we're gonna to come to win. I mean, you can't count us out there. We're going to come to play, and, and we're going to try to make a statement for sure. Oh, Coach, when, when you look at a team like Kansas, you know that they're going to score runs. You know they're going to put people on base. How much more important is it from a, strategic, from a strategic point that your hitters don't play as, a, as aggressive and really let that pitch that they need come to them? Yeah, it, you know, we talk a lot about the plan. I think that's something we do well. Um, that you know, when you get your pitch, you're you're going after it, and as long as you're putting a good swing on on the pitch that you want, what will be will be, you know. And more often than not, that's going to create some success for you. And you know, so it is going to be very important that that the Kansas pitching staff doesn't dictate what we're doing at the plate. That we have a plan and that we execute our game plan. And and you know, we understand that we don't always do it, but we understand it, which is a big piece. And so that'll be something we preach a ton. We're going to make our moments happen, and when they happen, we're going to capitalize on them. Coach, defensively, and, you know, we've talked about your pitching staff a few times here on the show today, three bases cannot happen against that game in Kansas. What what in particular is uh, Jess doing up there right now to, you know, get through to the pitching staff that three bases cannot be allowed, especially in that game against Kansas? You know, one of the things that she's preaching is that we're going to pound the zone and attack hitters in pitcher spots. And every pitching coach in the country, right, they, they want their pitchers to do that. But we, she's also going to do it in a way where you're building off of pitches. You know, if you're going to throw this pitch, then we're going to build off of that pitch to help the hitter get himself out, you know, get themselves out. So it, there's a certain way that she calls a game, and there's certain, you know, places that you want to put certain pitches based on what you did in the pitch before. And, you know, that's the, really the main focus right now, staying sharp in that aspect. And, you know, there are lots of no-nos out there. Like, you know, you don't walk a slapper. You don't do that. If they can't beat you out of the ballpark, you pound them. You get after it. You're aggressive. And so there are certain things like that that she'll preach that, you know, those things always come back to haunt you. And so, you know, she talks a lot about those things. And they'll be in the right mindset. Now, again, the execution piece, you know, they're not trying to screw it up. That's the one thing about kids. It's, you know, you've got to understand as coaches, they're not trying to screw it up. They want to do it right. Um, but they don't always get the execution piece right. But if you put them in a position 
where they can have an opportunity to do it right, then more often than not they're going to do it. So, you know, that's kind of what our focus is right now. Coach, I also had a chance, and I want to kind of end the show with you today on this one. I had a chance to talk to one of the uh, graduate assistants with Arizona, Shelby Babcock, who, you know, all things considered had a very solid career with the Arizona Wildcats. And one of the things we talked about after one of our games this past week is that, you know, sometimes these young coaches that come into the game expect players to play like they did, which is, you know, really I think the downfall to most of these young coaches trying to jump in right away. What are your thoughts on that? And what would you tell, you know, what what would you tell a young coach just getting in right after they're done playing? Uh, I think that's, that's exactly right. That point is exactly right. I think it's difficult for any great player who was the kind of player that worked and had great success because of that work ethic and, you know, their ability and their talent and poured their heart and soul into what they were doing. I think, you know, what I would tell them is this. You have to be patient and understand that they're kids, and kids are going to make mistakes, as did those great players when they were playing. They just didn't realize, and and maybe they were so great that some of their mistakes still looked pretty good. And, you know, I just would tell them you've got to understand that kids are going to make mistakes, and you have to stay the course. It's a process, and some processes take a little longer than others. And, you know, that's just kind of what you've got to – you can't let frustration in coaching. If frustration takes over for you, you're going to lose your way as a leader. And, you know, you've got to understand that you're leading. It's your job right now is to lead, not to play, but to lead. And so I think it's just an interesting transition. Like everything, it takes a little bit of time and some study. You know, they don't have that database of experiences where I know that when a kid reacts this way, they don't, they're not really being a butthead. They're actually telling me, I'm so frustrated with myself right now, I can't get this done and I don't know why, you know, and those are just things that young coaches may not have experienced yet, but they will. And so, you know, I just tell them to stay the course, study the, study the person, understand their athlete, and remember that their job is to lead. And they'll be fine. Coach, you know, it happens to all last, of us. <laughs> last, last question for you, Coach. We always like to end the show, you know, on, on a light note. So I got to ask you, how much do you like your Jessica Moore T-shirt? Oh, my God, I love my Jessica. Are you kidding me? It's the best logo ever. <laughs> Everybody should have one of these shirts. These are fantastic. My whole team, by the way, has a J. Moore shirt. So they're very popular here in Pocatello. So you bet. Absolutely. It's, and I just I would like a camo long sleeve. I'm just putting that out there in, in our uh, black and orange colors would be pretty sweet as well, just FYI. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, we've been, we've been posting it. We want to see everybody in those Jessica Moore shirts and uh, hoodies, T-shirts, long sleeves. Hey, they are even selling infant onesies. I mean, come on. Come How on. much better can it get come than that? Come on. That's, that's so, special. That's special right there. <laughs> everybody jump on AthleteOriginals.com and uh, get those. Coach, let everybody know how they can uh, find out some more information about your program. you got to go to ISUBengals.com. Everything is there for you. Um, you know, our schedule you know, I have a blog that I do. There's all kinds of great stuff on there that uh, you can keep up with us and, and root for your Bengals. Coach, thanks a lot for joining us. And, again, we will look very forward to seeing the Bengals play this weekend up in Lawrence, Kansas, at the University of Kansas. I appreciate it, man. Thanks so much for having me. 
This has been TCRS, the Coach Rogue Show. Don't forget to follow Blake and Abby on Twitter at Coach Rogue Show. That's Coach R-O-G-E-S Show. Don't forget to follow me at Coach Rogue. That's Coach R-O-G-O-L. Remember, tomorrow, Megan Smith will actually be on the show with us to preview the Jayhawk Invitational and her Kansas Jayhawks. Next week, Marla Looper will be on the show on the same day that the Iowa Hawkeyes not only open their home schedule, but open the B1G. For everybody here at TCRS, powered by Swivel Vision Training Goggles and Softball Spirit Magazine, this has been the coach, Jared Robo. Later times, everybody.